Hey Rebels, my name is Matthew Barton, and I'm the host of the Rebellion Brewing Podcast. Today's guest is Milton Rebello, and he's one of the most innovative and tireless chefs in the Regina craft food scene. Last time he was on the show, we were talking about Michelin stars, favorite recipes and spices. Today, we're going to be talking about his new food ideas and his turn on Food Network Canada's Firemasters. There's so much I want to talk to uh, with Milton all about his food, but I just know there's not enough time, and I just really hope you're as excited for the next 30 minutes as I am. So let's get into it. Milton, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me on the show. I'm glad that you're, you're back on. Oh, it's it's always a joy to be here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a really busy guy, so when I said I really want to get you on the podcast, it turned out that it was like nine months later that we could do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's the excitement is still there. I mean, I you'll be surprised when we filmed it. It was two years back, and I couldn't talk anything about it, right? And now that it's out, uh, the exposure is great. But it's a good feeling to look back of how it went through and. And the joy of seeing my kids watching it. <laughs> so th- that was pretty cool. Did you? Did they know that you were going to be on the show? No, they didn't have a clue. In, even my wife didn't have a... Like, she knew, of course, I was on the show. But the part of the deal is you don't tell nobody. So, And my wife, uh, she said, okay, when it comes, we'll watch it. You mean the, the show, like, their lawyers, if you tell your wife, we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come get you. <laughs> no, but we had to keep it tight. Uh and that's that's part of it, right? Uh, so we kept it really quiet. But I was dying to tell everybody that I was on the show. When you were, I won't spoil the show because yeah. I want people to go watch the episode. How did you end up on the show? What was the process for you? Well, I was reached out actually. There was a, a common friend uh, who does the recruiting for these shows. And they asked me if I was interested. And I'm not the real barbecue guy, you know? So I said, well, you know what? Why not? I, I do cook on open flame. Uh, that's where I come from in India, we are more into the kebabs and uh, the barbecues with open fire. And I told him, this is what I do back home. He said, yeah, they thought it was perfect. And uh, they wanted to have a diverse kind of uh, cooking style. And I think I didn't uh, disappoint them. I think if you had all Western cooks the whole time, you'd run out of things to say. But as soon as they throw someone with your background in, working with what is it, Middle Eastern spices, in spite that Indian fusion, is it? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I've i lived in 10 countries before I came to Canada, and that gives me a little bit of edge, you know? <laughs> not not by cooking, but at least I've experienced the food. I've tasted it, and I have uh, the different textures, the different flavors, the sp- how the spice changes uh, the ex- the entire component of the dish. And I do enjoy it now. <laughs> You've said a couple times now, you've referred to the word texture, and I've never heard someone talk about texture as part of the experience of food. What do you mean? Like, how does that change, or what does that add? Texture is very, very important. As much as it is taste, uh, the crunch, the, the creaminess, or the chewy, or even it presents differently on a plate. Uh, for me at Sky, uh, this is what we focus on, five ingredients on each plate, five textures, five colors, five flavors. So that kind of gives us the diversity and uh, uh, textures could be uh, crispy, 
creamy, uh, crisp. Uh, you know, uh, there's so many things. A jelly could be another texture. So every ingredient, when you break it down, and you, so I like to surprise people with, say, if it's a lentil, I give you a crispy lentil, uh, rather than a, a boiled, uh, a mushy one. Uh, it can, so much can be done. I can make it brittle. I can make it. Uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> you can probably tell. <laughs> <laughs> Lentils are big business in Saskatchewan. I know you have a lentil hand pie. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm. I'm when I was like you know brought up, born brought up in India, lentil is staple. Uh, we use it. Uh, there's a lentil soup or lentil in the rice, and uh, everything we do, we use a lot of lentil. And so that was always there with me. So when I came to North America, I did I did miss it. So when I was in the Persian Gulf, they do use a lot of lentils and uh, beans and things like that. So over here, now at Sky, we use so much of lentils in a lot of different applications. I make a falafel, uh, which is a chickpea, but I use lentils. The lentils will give it a different crunch. And lentils, too, are so diverse. You can get 20 kinds of lentils. Uh, here in Saskatchewan, I was introduced to the beluga lentil, which is beauty. It's one of the nicest, nuttiest uh, uh, flavored lentil. Then I use uh, the French green lentils. I use, there's so many, and every dish has a different lentil. And that changes the texture of the dish itself. Earlier in the year, when we were introducing the cucumber jasmine beer to you, we kind of said to ourselves, well, we don't know if he'll like it, but we think he will. So let's just bring him some and see, see what he says. And that day we brought it to you, I think, I think it was a hit. I oh, I lot. loved it. Uh, the thought of stepping outside your boundaries, right? Uh, we, we tend to, as cooks too, we have our favorites and we stay in. Uh, that's why I love what you guys do. Uh, I'm always looking at what new is coming out from Rebellion. Uh, that was brilliant, man. Cucumber and uh, jasmine. Again, uh, you could taste the cucumber straight off the bat. And the jasmine, you would get at the end of it, the taste at the end. And it was nice summer beer on a nice warm uh, patio summer day, right? Right. And when we're talking boundaries, you introduced us to your brand new hand pies and the pies in the park concept. Can you tell my audience a little bit about that unless... Unless they actually got a pie, I don't think they might know yet. Yeah, pie came out as, uh, like, and I was thinking of, okay, uh, how do we adapt to this uh, situation that we have? Uh, the restaurant scene will slow down considerably. And we were thinking of, okay, if there's an outbreak and if it's a lot of people, the restaurant is done. Nobody's coming into the restaurant. So we said, okay, let's think at food that we can do for, to go. Uh, people can experience the same quality at home. And my food, uh, I believe, doesn't do justice to take it home uh, because it's we make it fresh. And again, going back to your textures, I'm, I like it crisp. I like it fresh, right? So now we thought of we'll make a hand pie that they can go home and crank it up in the oven, uh, comes out in 25 minutes, nice and crisp, and the same texture they would get at, at the restaurant. So... It started as a small project, and it and it really took over the operation, and I, I love it, and I couldn't ask for better. We sold so many, which is, uh, again, 
there's a big support local movement going on and uh, and we were in the thickest of it so now it's become a full time job for me so but it did take us some time to get the right uh, quality of pie the crust is the key you can put any filling inside uh, but the crust has to hold has to so when you get a warm pie that comes out of the oven you cut into it you can get the aromas first thing when you cut into it and then things just ooze out of it and it's uh, either it's a cheesy part of it or it's the butter chicken gravy that comes out or it, and then we complement it with the chutney so so many things happening and then we came out with this three four flavors and we kept experimenting and i'm still am but the idea is to get this five or six core uh, that we will always have and then we will look at three or four of the sweet pies which we sourced as much local as we could and then now i'm going after the kids pies so the idea is to make sure the kids are eating healthy uh, p- busy parents want to have uh, something that is at hand uh, they just pull it out and uh, i have the situation at home where my kids come home and say i'm hungry and next thing is i'm trying to imagine okay pasta sauce not every day so now we have two or three kinds of uh, little pies that we make we pull it out put it in the oven 20 minutes comes out perfect warm the kids like the flavor of it as a parent myself i do appreciate the idea of being able to take care of a meal quickly so we can just get to the evening it's it's really hard to cook from scratch all the time but when i know i have something as reliable as chef milton rebello behind me when i'm throwing that in the oven that's a real win <laughs> <laughs> it's worked i mean if it worked on my kids uh, because they're the biggest food critics man <laughs> <laughs> i tell you last night my wife she did um pork ribs and it was the tip of the rib and i love her and she's an amazing cook and she just dried them out a tiny bit and it was it was fine i'd liked them it was just fine and then she had beans from our garden and she had to substitute lime instead of lemon she had wanted lemon and it was just a little bit too much lime and i'm like you know what shut up eat it it's fine and there's my kid he's nine <laughs> and he's it. like mom this pork is dry and chewy and he goes mom these beans are too sour and i'm like shut up kid <laughs> shut your mouth and she's she's like taking it with grace and poise and i'm like you know what it's pretty good mom had to do laundry mom was doing other chores she was busy and she managed to pull off this amazing meal so just be thankful and then he he's just one step further he's like oh and these potatoes are a little too salt well that was it she was like well tomorrow you can cook <laughs> and i'm like no <laughs> shut up stop talking <laughs> Oh my my kids are the same they compare me against mum. Oh, oh uh, trouble. They really need they but again they we have brought them up in that kind of environment and now we are facing the blunt of it right. <laughs> they will they will say oh dad makes us better or if i cook they say mum they'll say mum made it better and i mean we take it with a pinch of salt but they they are they have to and they watch a lot of food network food uh, shows so when they eat the food they kind of they judging us man <laughs> it's, but it's cute i mean they they are the biggest food critics i know uh, my my first born sky 
she loves these four or five things. She loves the pasta, she loves the bread, anything to do with flour. Uh, and then my my second born, she likes anything exotic. It has to be pork belly, shrimp, lobster. She will she'll give it a try and she'll she's more into impressing mommy with that. <laughs> <laughs> How does your wife take the criticism? Does she take it in stride or does she kind of get a little bit more competitive? Oh, she will tell them to shut up. <laughs> 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 me i i just suck it up but uh, louise will will let them know uh, put them in place well it'll give you a little bit of a thick <laughs> skin for when you're going on to the tv tv show i mean what worse could an adult say to you about your cooking than your own kid who has no filter oh they my kids don't have a filter trust me <laughs> <laughs> one of the things i was really excited about sharing with you today is our seasonal beer, Cat's Got the Cream Ale. I haven't tasted it yet this year, and I know every single year, because the weather can change, crops can come out different, it's always evolving. And every single time I try Cat's Got the Cream at the beginning of the year, it's different than I remembered it before. So I was really excited today to get to share it with you for my new first time. I can't wait to try it. I mean, uh, dessert beer? That's cool, man. (laughs) So the story behind this beer, it was actually a fundraiser. Oh, wow. Love the color, man. Love the aroma. I can smell it from here. Can I pour you some? Please. So... Two women came to us, Ashley Martin and Rachel Moormar, and they said they really wanted to raise money for Regina Cat Rescue. So we said, okay, well, we really don't don't know what we could do. And they said, well, we'd really like to see a cream ale, something nice and, you know, vanilla and desserty. We hadn't really done any of that in our flavor profiles for other beers before. So this was our attempt. And then we, we raised money for the cat shelter and It was never intended to be a full-time beer. It was just a one-off thing. And people loved it so much, we just have to bring it back every fall. No, brilliant. Let's try it. Cheers. Cheers. Super smooth. smooth. I like it. I think the caramel is really subtle this year. The vanilla and the, I want to say cloves, much more prominent. Vanilla for sure. The caramel you can creamy eh? that's our hope (laughs) you want to have a really nice like a a kiss on the lips instead of a punch in the mouth yeah it is it's uh and it's not in your face kind of uh sweet it's nice and it gets there you can feel it at the end it's very intentional i think if we had made it sweeter at a then you would have lost yeah then you would have lost the this has a nice follow-through exactly yeah, like you, you get to the end of the can and it's maybe too sugary, too sweet, and you're kind of like feeling heavy and bloated. But I think when the sweetness is just at that perfect level, you can keep coming back for another sip and not find it cloying. Yeah, I mean, all I can think I'm thinking about is how do I pair it with dessert? Uh, that's the first thing I do nowadays. It what does it complement well with, right? Well, what would you pair it with? Yeah, that's. I would do something nutty. I would do s- something uh, 
not too sweet, but with something with a crunch, with a bite, uh, like a brittle. And I don't know, I, I would even try a little bit of this in the dessert itself, maybe an ice cream with, with the actual beer in it. I know there are, I have friends who've done ice cream floats mm -hmm. with this beer. Just thinking of how can we, yeah, this is going to stay on my mind for a little while. <laughs> and I can't wait to, as soon as I think of something, I'll probably send you a quick invite and we can taste it. Have you had uh, fried green tomato pie? No, I have not. My grandma would make it. She was ethnic German who lived in Russia, in Odessa. They, they emigrated to Canada. And every fall, she would make green tomato pie. Lots of brown sugar, sweet and tart and crisp, like really fluffy filling. She really dialed it in, like classic grandma style. And then when she passed, we had the recipes, but no one was really knew. No one really knew how to make them. And then my wife came along, and she says, "I can figure it out." She makes it. She makes it for my dad for his birthday because we were like, "Well, this will be really special." Because dad loves green tomato pie. That first bite. I think you saw a tear roll down his cheek because it just took him back and reminded him of his mom and that, that very special, just that, that first taste of that tart tomato with the, mixed with that brown sugar and sweetness. That I think brilliant. this beer would go well. Go, this will pair, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, now we got to get you some green mm -hmm. tomato pie. <laughs> and the next thing is I want to ask you for the recipe. <laughs> Yeah, we're happy to share. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll get my wife to give it to me, and I'll just email it to you after yeah, the show. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> what can people expect when they go to Sky Bistro now? Because I know COVID has changed a lot of our world and how restaurants are operating. When they walk in, what should they know? Yeah, the the only difference is now the customer or the guest get a better deal uh, in the sense that chairs are spread out. It's more. Uh, like there's more gap between each table. And frankly, I like it because now I'm focusing on, we were, we were busy fools. We were working too fast uh, and too hard. And now I'm, I'm more into taking a breath back, enjoying my cooking again. Uh, and it gives me an opportunity to evolve with the recipe. So what I've done is we made the menu a little smaller. Uh, and now we're focusing on uh, a different style of food altogether. And we can't, you know, for lunchtime, we can't flip tables. But now the people are smarter too. They are adapting to the situation. They're coming in early. Instead of coming for a lunch rush at 11.30, they come in at 10, 10.30 when it's partially empty. They get the old restaurant for themselves. And then the even smarter ones come at 1.30 when everybody has left. So, it's, so the business is nice and spread. Uh, and I love the support local moment going on. There is, uh, I'm, you know, it makes my day to see that I'm still making it and people are supporting with gift cards and things like that. But the menu too has evolved a little bit. Uh, we had three months that we were closed and we really went hard at the menus. And this set of menus are there to stay for a little while. And yeah, we, we had, so it, Big scheme of things, we spend more time with family. Uh, the menus have 
are a little different. We came up with the spies. We're writing a cookbook. So we kept ourselves busy. The garden was the best we ever had this year. Uh, you know, there's so many pluses. Remember when I introduced you at the beginning of the show, I said you were one of the most tireless, innovative, busy chefs in this entire city? I think you just proved it. <laughs> Cookbooks, TV shows, new recipes, new business models. It's wild. No, for us cookers, it has to be that way. Idle mind is a devil's playground, and there is no idle time in a cook's world, right? Uh, but my inspiration comes from home. My wife is a fellow cook, fellow chef. Uh, we share the same vision, but we critique each other really strong. So the end product is always great for the customer. Uh, my kids, as I said, you can't get bigger food critiques. So. And then I've got a fantastic team. That, that's what makes everything right for me. Uh, so I I can just, just tell them, I don't come up with a dish and tell them that this is what I want to make. I tell them this is the texture that I'm looking at. This is the, the flavor profile that I was hoping for. And presentation, it's, uh, we try to b do better than the other one. Uh, so there's always that healthy competition within the team uh, and we have been lucky. Do you think your girls are going to follow you into the kitchen? I don't know. One wants to be an artist, and the other one wants to be a food critic. <laughs> I think that they're doing well. She'll be the one handing out Michelin stars. I, I hope she gives Daddy his first one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I want to thank you for your time today. No, I, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. It's been awesome Appreciate as it. always. Yeah, no, it's always a joy, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, be sure to join us on our brand new Facebook group page, The Rebellion Brewing Podcast. Just type in Rebellion Brewing Podcast in the search bar and hit enter and you'll find us. Easy peasy. I'm going to include links to Chef Milton's stuff online. If you haven't been to Sky Bistro yet, you honestly need to give it a shot. You don't want to miss out. It, the food is always so good. It's such an intimate experience. Every time I go with my wife, we just walk away just filled with appreciation and love for what we just experienced. It's, it's awesome. It's something that's really tr something we should treasure within Saskatchewan's food scene. The Sascraft beer scene is always changing, and I'm going to do my best to keep featuring all the new local beers coming out. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped so you don't miss out on a single thing. Thank you for joining the Rebellion. Thank you.